Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, special guest Alex, and uh... This is our Thanksgiving episode. We took a week off because it was Black Friday week for Parker, so, you know, a lot of Ugh. stuff going on here. I just want to admit, you know, it's Thanksgiving. This is a joyous time of the year, and uh, I'm very Ugh. thankful right now. I'm thankful for uh, you guys, my two good friends in this podcast. You know, it's nice to be able to, to do something, to make something, to put something in the world that hasn't been there before, to really update the world with content. So uh, thank you, both of you, for being here with me. Yeah, thanks. I want to trade in three cards. Thanks again for saving Christmas, you fucking shithead. I worked back-to-back 18-hour days, and on my one day off, I had to watch Kurt Cameron explain the meaning of Christmas. So you can just go ahead and assign him whatever. I don't I'm, fucking I'm, care. I'm so thankful for this game that you've given me this opportunity. Chris, you so. probably shouldn't have messed with Parker that hard. You know who else oh, you shouldn't fuck. mess with? The Zohan. Don't... One so of the lesser punters <laughs> in the Bill Belichick era. So uh, we I want to get enough. Up. <laughs> I'm glad that every time broken. I don't have to make the joke, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe he messed with the Zoltan, dude. <laughs> I forgot his name was Zoltan. I thought it was Zohan Mesco. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we watched Adam's Family Values, one of my all-time favorite movies. I uh, hope you guys liked it as much as I did. Uh, but before we get there, Parker, do we have any news? And I know we do. Chris. Christopher. Okay. Yes. Say the title. Say no. the title out no, loud. I'm, I'm not going to do You know it. I'm Look not doing it. It's unless you, unless I am given a physical challenge... I'm not going the to say that. The Adventures of Shark Boy Give it time. Jim and the Holograms. The Cat in the Hat. Saving Christmas. You fucking say those words. <laughs> say the title. No. Say the Birds of Prey title. No. Come <laughs> Alex, as the. What will it take for this man to say that title out loud in front of God and everyone? We're, we're about to find out uh, when we get to the game of games now, aren't we? Because there are punishments for your actions. Ooh. Everything has consequences. Hate oh. to see that happen. I, I'm just not going to say that title. Uh, if we That's can fine. move on to, do you want to say uh, what the writer of Shrek said instead? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, ladies and it's gentlemen, your choice. ladies and gentlemen, the writer of Aladdin, Shrek, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Polyamorous made headlines <laughs> this week, but not the good kind, like you want. <laughs> Terry Rossio, in the most undignified manner of using the N-word that I've ever seen, decided to compare uh, being called a racial epithet to uh, being an anti-vaxxer or something like that. 
Well, you know, there's two sides to every story. Let's hear the man out. Did he say it in calligraphy? <laughs> was he talking to Colonel Sanders? <laughs> he, no, he was talking to... He was talking to Papa John. Uh, so, actually, you know, you go through his IMDb. Shrek made me say it. I was on a call with Shrek. <laughs> he forced me to say the end. <laughs> it's better than the cheaty forcing him to get vaccinated. Anyway. What uh, are they doing in my swamp? <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that? <laughs> Uh, I assume ever since. When was when was Black Friday? Because <laughs> it was since then. <laughs> when was Black Friday? It was the day after Thanksgiving, just like it usually is. Anyway, yeah, I so remember. I, I, went through, <laughs> I went through his IMDb, and uh, I was able to uh, find one movie title in there that's kind of stuck out for the rest of them. It was uh, The Road to El Dorado. You guys remember that movie? Oh goodness. I actually, I actually kind of like that movie. I like the movie more than most Disney movies. So that Dang movie it. is good. Uh, the writer, not so much. Now, I propose a challenge to you to just read his tweet aloud in the cadence of the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. How did that work for you? (laughs) (laughs) It actually worked too well. (laughs) I'm happy to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, More news. Derek Rose. Wait, that's... Nope. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's all I got. Nothing's going to top the guy who wrote Shrek and Donkey saying the N-word, so we'll just move past it. Uh, the only other one that I can think of is a new trailer was released that has the internet going gaga. It's the Lion King remake. People are calling it live action. It's not. People are saying it looks good. It does not. Will I be assigned this next year? Who Most assuredly. <laughs> uh, I got one last bit of news. Alex, did you see that Detective Pikachu trailer? It's pretty Fuck fucking off. crazy, right, man? <laughs> Never talked to him again. Alex, I'm like to trade in cards. No, dude, I was, I was three days clear of everyone jacking themselves off over Detective Pikachu, and my girlfriend it's like messages Deadpool, me and goes, hey, you see this Detective Pikachu trailer? I went, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Please, not you two. I can't do this. I can't fucking do this right now. It's supposed to be a time of, like, family and supporting each other, and, like, why? He's got to solve mysteries. But he's like Deadpool. That's funny. You like both of those things. Alex, I'd like to trade in three cards just while you're in a good mood right now. Oh, okay. (laughs) If you insist. Now, I had a a feeling it would go this way, but I followed my gut. (laughs) Now, Parker, I know what a big Zack Snyder fan you are. (laughs) Thankfully, he did not direct this movie, which is a plus, but, you know, I'm sure you'll see his fingerprints all over 300 Rise of Empire. It's not good. It's not good. (laughs) I can't believe they made a sequel to 300, but you'll have to believe it. Why? <laughs> Damn it. Trust me, I could have done much worse. You know I have to rewatch the first one. <laughs> I mean So you can't do you? movie. That's lucky you. When? When you watch three hundred. Anyway, uh, Alex, what did you watch this week? <laughs> 
Oh, buddy, 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 buddy. I, uh... <laughs> Shit. All right, I'll, I'll start with the I'll start with the easy ones. Um, so last Tuesday, you boy was having a really bad day and went, you know what? I'm gonna go spend several hours at the movie theater. Wonder what's playing. So the first movie I saw when I got there was Creed Two. Now Creed Two is exactly what you expect it to be. Just to be clear, it is probably the fourth best Rocky movie out of eight. So like it's it's very watchable. Um, it's entirely too long, and there's entirely too much Sylvester Stallone in it, which, okay, fine, whatever. Like, you got, like, three good, like, theater clapping in the middle of the movie scenes in there, but, like, in a good way, because it's a Rocky movie, because, like, you kind of just roll with it. Like, you're seeing that for the theater experience, to some extent, right? Yeah. Like, yay nationalism, you know, we beat the Russians, blah, blah, blah. The bad guy in this movie, who is Drago's son... I actually thought his muscles were CGI for, like, the first 20 minutes because he is so massively jacked. Like, dear sweet Christ. A lot of Dolph Lundgren in this movie, which is, like, right. a good thing. Yeah, like, we're talking. I, very, like, I, if I could change one thing about this movie other than cutting out, like, four of the side plots that I didn't give a shit about, it would be, like, 15 more minutes of Dolph Lundgren. Because, like, there's a scene where they go to, like, the Russian consulate and Drago's son is, like, like how come you're here? These people all hate you. And and like, it's like this huge moment where he's like, I lost and like, I disrespected my country. And now you have to be the savior of the country. And they bring back the lady from Rocky four, whose name I can't remember of. And she just like silently stares at them. Like it's, I'm into it. It's, it's pretty good. Like it's worth watching. It's a hundred percent worth watching. Um, I would say if you can't see it within the next, like, five or six days in theaters, probably wait for your DVD. Because, like, if you're not getting a good crowd for it, like, you don't need to see it in theaters. Right. Just, just out of curiosity, because since I assume you guys have seen most, if not all, of the Rocky movies, what what would you say is your favorite of them? Uh, for me, I... Okay, it's personal bias. I guess I just have to go with the first Rocky movie is the best. It's the classic. It's the one I've seen the most often. But Creed is up there. Creed is a really good one. And I, I have a soft spot for Rocky Four as a good bad movie. There's a talking robot in that thing. <laughs> Rocky Four's kind of doing for that reason exactly. My answer's pretty much the same because two through five are just a gelatinous blob of TNT movie marathons. So right. they're all just one movie for me. Because you just kind of fall asleep, wake up, Rocky's still fighting. You know what it is. Yeah, of course. We've all been there. <clears throat> So, Creed is my number one, because I think Creed is, like, just a fantastically made movie. I love it dearly. You should probably watch Rocky Three again. Rocky Three kind of rules. That's the I Mr. T one. It, it, it kind of owns. Like, a friend of have, mine compared Creed Two to uh, Rocky Three. So, Creed Two is basically, like, the TNT marathon of, like, two, three, and four mashed together. Oh, like, you have, little part, you have little parts of each, like... It's a lot of the parts of each that, like, I'm not crazy about. Like, there's a very long pregnancy subplot in this movie, which could have done without, like, ten minutes of it. Like, oh, but I get I it. I get why it's there. Yeah. Anyway. Hell yeah, brother. That's what I'm thankful for. <laughs> Only two more days till we get our magical powers, boys. <laughs> Christmas comes once a year. So do I. <laughs> so, so, I saw Creed 2. And got out, like, you know, 9.30 or so. I was like, you know what? I, I, wanna, I don't want to go home yet. I want to see another movie. Let's see what's starting in the next 30 minutes. So I sat down. I watched a, uh, a geopolitical thriller where um, 
the, the uh, like the where where the government was fighting against you know some bad guys from Arabia while secretly funneling money to them for weapons and stuff. Yeah, that's right. I watched Robin Hood. Oh my God! Yes. If if you, you were expecting did. a nice little you know fairy tale story about the merry men and you know stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. You went to the wrong movie. <laughs> oh, no. This movie has been compared a lot to Guy Ritchie's King Arthur movie. Oh, oh no. no. That's a movie I sat through. <laughs> and I think it's kind of an offensive comparison for Guy Ritchie. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, so this fucking movie. <laughs> One of them does have Jude Law turning into a CGI Demon Souls character. So yeah. You know what? What the? And, and, this, and this one has one-handed Jamie Foxx playing Little John. Oh, okay. What? All right. Mm, all right. Um. Jeff, so I this fucking my Jeff movie. there for a second. Holy <laughs> shit. All right, yeah. Continue. Apparently, people think he's the best part. That might be true, oh. but he's certainly not good in it. Oh no. <laughs> this fucking movie. Uh, so it it does have some good parts, like the uh. So Bob Evil from uh, Ready Player One plays the oh, sheriff of Nottingham. Man. Of course he does. <laughs> hey, we need a tall, angry-looking, vaguely British person. Hello. So this movie, like, attempts to be lighthearted while also being, like, kind of, like, carnivorous and bloody in a lot of parts. But there's two Bob Evil scenes that are just so out of tone with the rest of the movie. The first one where he talks about how, like, he basically lived in, like, this church orphanage when he was growing up and they abused him. And the second one, after he captures Jamie Foxx, where he threatens to uh, stuff him full of pig blood so he'll never see his son again. Uh, this is PG-13? <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> I thought it was PG-13 when I went in, but this, like, had to be R. Like, it had to be. There's no possible way this wasn't an R-rated movie. Who is this for? I have no fucking idea. Um, God, movies on the, are so on, cool. On the bright side, the guy from Kingsman gets to cut Christian Grey. So that's, right. that's pretty right. good. Well. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Christian Grey playing Will Scarlet, who's the man of the people, who turns on the people the second his girlfriend leaves him for Robin Hood, <laughs> is, like, incredible. <laughs> and oh, by the way, this ends in a sequel tease. Oh, God, yes. Thank you, base god. I'm not wrote... <laughs> saying that one of you guys is gonna watch this in about six months, but Parker, you're gonna be watching this in yeah, about six that months. Yeah, that was inevitable. As soon as I read a review and I saw the phrase Arrow Bazooka, I'm like, I guess I'm watching this on Redbox. What the hell? <laughs> oh yeah, there is there is a Gatling gun, except for arrows. Oh, that's a pot. Yeah, that's it is employed cool. in at least three different scenes. So you can just pencil that in on the calendar because that's yeah. happening for this guy. So no escaping that. This movie is absolute dog shit. I kind of want to see it again. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, this movie is irredeemably bad, but, like, it also kind of (laughs) rules. Have you seen the Guy Ritchie King Arthur? Me? I've seen parts of it. (laughs) I've seen parts of it. I saw enough. Two hours is a rough commitment to that movie. Yeah. To this uh, this movie's credit, Taron Egerton is a lot more interesting than the charisma void that is Charlie Hunnam. So. Who will just keep getting work forever because I of don't his understand shitty how. biker show for like, Rue Stars. Is that what he's from? I had he's no idea. So he just, like, appeared. He's okay. trash. Alright. So anyway, as uh, as some of you will remember from the last episode, uh, Parker had to watch Sharkboy and Lava Girl this week. But your boy was in Shut there up. for solidarity's sake. Not for watching that movie, but watching movies not. starring the star of that, Taylor Lautner. Who I have owned a lot of stock in since the first time I saw Twilight. <laughs> that stock has not paid dividends. That stock yeah. is like at, 
like, like that stock isn't even at like Bitcoin levels of awful now. It's like one of those like shitty Bitcoin knockoffs. Like, I would like to use my Taylor Lautner mining rig, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched two Taylor Lautner movies. The first one I'm going to talk about is called Tracers, also known as the Taylor Lautner parkour movie. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> so he has a whole lot going on. How did no one tell me this existed? Listen, so Taylor Lautner is a bike messenger who also owes $15,000 to the triads or yeah, some not? other Asian mom. Oh, yes. Because of course he does. I'm in. He wrecks his bike crashing into a parkour lady who gets him a new bike, which then gets stolen. So then he joins up with the parkour crew who do parkour and steal things until their leader decides that they have to rob a bank. <laughs> this movie's really not good. But uh, <laughs> at a at like a ninety minute runtime, I was kind of fine with it. Chris, he's trying to put those cards in now. So are we gonna sign it to me, or are we gonna like do this whole charade? <laughs> also, this movie has like crooked cops, and he lives in the garage of this nice black lady and her son, and the mafia shows up and threatens them repeatedly, for basically no reason, because he's the guy that just lives there and pays them rent to live in the garage. It's fine though. But I wasn't done with my boy Taylor, because I watched a movie called Abduction. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Let me explain to you the start of Abduction. So Abduction starts off, you basically think you're watching, like, you know, like a direct-to-DVD American Pie movie. Like, Taylor Lautner and his buddies are driving around the pickup truck. He's riding around on the hood of it. They show up to a party. They get shit-wasted. He almost gets in a fight with some guy over his girlfriend. And then he wakes up shirtless on the lawn the next day and helps him pick up trash. At this point, his dad comes to pick him up and bring him home. And to teach him a lesson, his dad puts boxing gloves on him and then kicks the shit out of him. Oh, good. <laughs> but what you're about to find out is that it's not actually his dad. And that they're doing some school pro- he's doing some school project with the girl from across the street. And finds out that his own picture is on a missing persons website. And then a whole lot of stuff happens that I don't want to ruin because Parker needs to watch this movie desperately because this movie kind of slaps. Also, Sigourney Weaver is a psychiatrist. All right. Who is also secretly a CIA agent. Okay. Okay. The fucking nerve of this movie when, like, you see her as the psychiatrist in what you think is a one-off cameo. Then 20 minutes later, she's, like, rescuing him from the hospital by hiding it behind a bunch of balloons and is like... You gotta get out of here. I was one of the only people that your dad trusted. I've been watching over you for all these years, and it's just like, oh my god, what am I watching? Fuck. Yeah, that. You might be wondering how this movie ends. So am I, because I watched it on demand, and it was on one of those shitty channels where like they still show the uh, the commercials like over top of parts of the movies. And there was just a commercial for ED or something over the last three minutes of this movie, so I have no idea what happens at the end. <laughs> I'm kind of fine keeping it that way. I cannot wait to report back to you. <laughs> oh, is it really directed by the guy who did Too Fast, Too Furious? It That's sure is. Powerful. Right, I'm just going to write this down for myself. You don't even have to sign it. I, 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 I know I don't need to. This movie, like, I, I might be revisiting this. This movie kind of rules. And this was, like, his one shot as a leading man. And it's... <laughs> It's not Oops. good. <laughs> I just remember passing by that DVD for like years, like, huh. I haven't seen anything else with this face on it for a while now. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, for those keeping score at home, I did I did some uh I did some soul searching and this was in fact the movie the Taylor Lawton movie that Humby said looked fucking sick on Ventura Thank you. One time. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
he only knew ta- when he said that to me, I just heard in my head, he only knew Taylor Lautner movie looks fucking sick. And I laughed <laughs> for about an hour, because that's something that has just been repressed deep down inside of me. God. He's so cool. He's fucking sick. All right. All right, that's that's all I'll give you, boys and girls, this week. Uh, I don't know which one of you wants to go next with all of uh, your movies you watched. But tell you what, I'll, I'll go next because I, I feel yeah. like it's kind of saving the best for last of Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, things to say in some way. Okay, <laughs> okay. So what did I watch? What did I watch? Oh fuck. Well, uh, might as well start it off with this. One of the least memorable movies I watched this week, and I can't believe I'm saying it about this, is Dead Seven. Uh, yeah, that's a movie I made you watch, huh? Yeah, I gotta tell you, I, w- I was surprisingly uh, nonplussed with it. I didn't really, like, this should have been a really good, bad movie. Uh, I-, I can't believe I'm saying Joey uh, Fatone was the best part of this movie. My boy Joey Fat One. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was, <laughs> he's very easily the best part of this movie, and there's, I don't as far as zombie movies go, it doesn't stick with me. As far as westerns go, it doesn't stick with me. As far as movies that star three members of the Backstreet Boys, it doesn't stick with me. So, I'm sorry. This <laughs> did, one was a... did you enjoy AJ's Joker impression the entire movie? <laughs> oh, he, he literally became that, the Joker, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he sent condoms to all of his insane friends. He's such a bad boy. <laughs> Copy and paste him onto your podcast. He might take over, do some wacky stuff. All right. Oh my uh, god, please. Speaking of DC, I watched somehow the best movie I watched this week and one of the best movies I've seen all year Teen Titans Go to the Movies it was actually really good I I mean I had no idea I, I had never seen the show I, I remember the original Teen Titans I didn't like that I don't like Titans and I don't even like DC at this point this movie's <laughs> actually really really good it's really funny it's really cute the music's good so personally actually, I'm floored that Chris liked a movie for babies <laughs> I, you know I, I know I know but this is actually really good, so this one gets a very, very serious Look, recommendation. I won't leave. I won't hang you out to dry because the lady wanted to watch it, and we rented it, and I was so angry with how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's like, God damn it! It's so it's just whimsical, and it's all the music's catchy. There's some good jokes in there. Like, God damn it! I am so <laughs> ready to, ruin to call this better than Incredibles too. I hate anyway. how much like the opening scene is like that's not very good. And then it's just that, like, oh, I unironically like this, and we'll probably watch it again when I'm having a bad day, because yeah. it's so bright and it, happy. It is, that's actually a really good way to put it. This is a bad day movie. You put this on, I went feel through, like, all five stages of grief. Like, what the fuck this? Well, actually, is that Michael Bolton? Okay, yeah, you know, it's pretty, yes, yeah, fuck it, it's good. Don't care. <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, here, here's one. Uh, <laughs> I watched Cruel Intentions. Yes. And here comes the pivot. Is it time to just do this for 10 minutes? Because we could do yep. this for like 10 no, 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 minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to go too long on this one. So I know I'm going to be a bit in the minority here, not just with you guys, but also with a few of my other friends. A few of my friends love this movie, like, unironically. They think <laughs> those friends actually, need to be investigated. <laughs> I, right. Because I'm watching it, I put it on, and I think it took about three minutes for me to be like, <laughs> okay, I hate both characters. It's uh, so cool. So. You guys are aware that Cruel Intentions is based on an 18th century French novel. I, I say that you're aware yeah. of this. Even Parker's aware of this. Because uh-huh. the entire oh, thing wasn't ever say. actually translated from French. They might as well still be speaking 18th century French of this. Because no one talks like this. No one says <laughs> anything like this. I don't know what Ryan Philippe is doing. It sounds like James from Team Rocket. And Sarah <laughs> yeah, Michelle, yeah, what, what is this? It's just... The- 
it is so obvious scene. what the ending is going to be. <laughs> what the first scene of Ryan Phillippe talking is like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Buckle up, everyone. <laughs> yeah, you grabbed the wrong person from I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the wrong people, people right? from... <laughs> first Look, of all, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm actually a little offended by that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But uh, I think my biggest thing about it is that I, I can't really sign on with any of the characters. One of the biggest problems with the movie is that it tries to make it like Reith, Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Philippe fall in love. Uh, did they? D- did they disagree? The, the, in the in the movie, it never makes clear how these characters fall in love. And I I tell this to other people who watch it like, well, they spent time together. I spent time together with my grandmother, dude. I'm not gonna go buy her curtains. It's it just doesn't make any sense to me that there's like, oh, they rode in the car together. Now they're in love. That that, that is so silly to me. However, I'll give this movie some honest to goodness, no bullshit praise. Selma Blair. She cracked me up. Now, everyone likes to talk about the scene where she made out with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, for the 90s, I guess that was hot. But it's 2018, and, like, that's nothing. now, yeah. Yeah. But when she said, <laughs> she's just finished having sex with Ryan Philippe. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to go take a shower. And she's like, want me to join you? And he's like, no. And she, then she says, <laughs> she says, want a blowjob? And he's like, no. <laughs> and my favorite part about it is she she mocks the blowjob action. And it's very clearly when his back is hurt, so he can't even see it. <laughs> Uh, uh, Parker, please tell me about the last ten minutes of this movie. So this movie, it's just full of bad acting, shitty melodrama and everything. It all comes to a head. You have that she's all that moment like, oh, it's just a bet. But we get to the climactic scene where he desperately wants her back. And she runs into the road. And there's a car speeding her way. And I'm thinking to myself, no fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) Pushes her out of the way and gets hit. I'm like, okay. And then we wake up in the hospital, and she apologizes. He apologizes. Smash cut to funeral, and I'm laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> the last ten minutes, they just murder this dude, and then all of Sarah Michelle Gellar's secrets are exposed. Whole bittersweet symphony plays. <laughs> it's incredible. Now, if I the could entire do... fucking song. <laughs> hey, that's a good point. <laughs> Everyone says they were introduced to Bittersweet Symphony from this scene. And that got me thinking, Alex, if I could do a little psychoanalysis here. This is one of those 90 movies. You know, those those like late 90s movies where it's just like, this kind of represents a lot of late 90s movies. This it? movie is a fucking time capsule. Isn't it? It's yeah. so cool. Because I had never fa- seen it before. <laughs> but I've seen not another teen movie about 20 times. So, so about 10 minutes in, I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I that makes more sense why she wanted to fuck Captain America so bad. I got so, it now. So, Chris, I am going to give you a very wonderful opportunity. All right. You know, a little <laughs> pop quiz for, uh, for the chance to get another lifeline in the game of games. Oh, okay, here we go. Our boy Ryan Philippe has been in two movies that were nominated for Best Picture. Name them. What the fuck? Whoa. Uh, That's a Saving trick. Private Ryan. And... Um, Hacksaw Ridge. He was not in Hacksaw Ridge. He was, however, in Flags of Our Fathers and Crash. Oh. Huh. Was he really? Yeah. <laughs> I hope I never find out for myself I say out loud knowing what's happening here. <laughs> well. Also, I I don't think he was in Saving Private Ryan. 
I I was just guessing. So yeah. <laughs> okay, Although he I... did play a character named Private Ryan in some movie called Life Form. See, that must have been what Life Form. <laughs> yeah. Big oh, Life Form heads on. over I'm, here. I'm I'm writing this down actually. Okay. Uh, I'll move on to the oh, next. It's on movie Prime after. Video, you say? Oh, Parkers. <clears throat> I'm moving on to the next movie I watched, which is the second worst movie I've ever seen. It's called <gasps> Knock Knock, it and it's by <laughs> Eli Roth. Who's there? First of all, Parker, you, you said you watched like the four worst movies you've ever seen. It's going to be five soon. This I've is seen it, buddy. Fun. I don't care if you say. I don't care if Alex is saying. I don't care if whoever else is saying. This is so fucking bad. I have never been so mad watching a movie as I was with Knock Knock besides the Serbian film. But still, this is so... mm. The first ten minutes of it are fine because it's just Keanu Reeves doing... I don't know what he's doing, but he's being Keanu Keanu Reeves. Reeves. not being able to have a boner because his back hurts, which also same. Yeah, well, either way. It's... This... It goes nowhere. It does nothing. It says nothing. Eli Roth. If you're listening to this, and I know you are, congratulations. You just supplanted Max Landis as my personal enemy. And... You guys, you know, you guys have long memories. You remember the Bright episode. You know what happens after I declared Max Landis my personal enemy. You haven't heard you from him all since. Those movies. Same Those thing. Those kids never recovered. Well, that, no, that's, uh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's John. <laughs> that's John How Do I Landis. Uh, <laughs> Got him! With the setup, baby, up Every top. Every single time. Just put it on the tears. Uh, <laughs> Eli Roth, I've declared you my enemy. I know you're not doing diddly after this. That being said, Death Wish was okay, and the Thanksgiving trailer was the best thing in Grindhouse. So, moving you're on to 9-11. No, <laughs> we can't just, no. The best part of Knock Knock there is, is no the best fact part. that literally no one is a, rel- is a relatable main character. Like, every single person is in the wrong. So you're just watching these two characters with horrible motivations ruin this other character's life with no motivations and, and then, then they get away over. with it. it this is supposed to be an erotic thriller it's it not erotic it's not thrilling sucks. it's not a good mystery there's nothing good about it this is chris what did you think about the free pizza analogy <laughs> I... <laughs> like, this is, it was free pizza what am i supposed to turn down free pizza Do you... is his excuse for banging two teenage girls that came to his house while his family was away as soon as I got to so that part, cool. I just muted it and I put on the audio for Spyro. Hope you're like, yeah, this will be video in the background. I don't oh, care. Anyway. Uh, Judge so, is ruling. That seems like he did not complete the movie. Eat my ass. Anyway, nine eleven has Luis Guzman <laughs> and Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great sentence. I appreciate that. <laughs> how do I how do I say this? I can't understand what Luis Guzman's trying to say. Is that like oh, his? No. Is that like how he made his bones? He's you now as a character actor or whatever. Just I don't know what he's trying to do here. Now remember when the thing he had about a show? Old... Did he? Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Oh. Well, either way, uh, the thing about this movie is that people were really offended that it was made in the first place because a whoever Martin Guigui is, he doesn't have the talent to make this. And part two, Charlie Sheen, the 9-11 truther in the lead role, maybe we should so go a different way. cool. Pete Butthole Eyes Davidson was really mad because his dad died in 9-11. It's just like, hey, maybe you guys shouldn't do something like this. But I watched it, and it's bad, and I actively dislike it. But I've seen so much worse. This I don't think this deserved the uh, controversy that I got. Maybe I, it was because I used it as a palate cleanser after Knock Knock. Then I watched <laughs> You Got Served. Oh, fuck. Did you? Got, 
No, there's a lot of things to say about that. No, there aren't. But there's uh, <laughs> Lil Kim was in this uh, back when she was still alive. <laughs> and <laughs> of all people, I think Steve Harvey plays God in this movie. Oh my God! There's what? This, there's this Biggie Smalls knockoff in the movie, and he needs this guy to do a job for him at some point. And if the guy doesn't get the job done in two weeks and repays him his money, then he's going to die. It's implied. And uh, Steve Harvey at the very end of the movie says don't worry i know everything that goes on in the streets yeah steve harvey and uh he <laughs> and uh he says don't worry i made it all go away so it all gets taken care of off screen and we never see the biggie smalls knock off again thank you you got smiggy balls <laughs> <That's... I'm sorry. laughs> then i watched firebirds there's not much to say about it then i watched mac no i'm kidding uh firebirds is actually <laughs> Finally, an actual good movie in there. <laughs> Firebirds fucking owns. Fire, I, Firebirds is okay. Perhaps you have a little bit more familiarity with this than I do, Alex. But is that one of the better Nicolas Cage performances you've seen? Because it's so good. I it's so Nick Cage doing crazy Nick Cage is something that you only get like like the totally un, unhinged, unleashed Nick Cage is in, like, five or six movies ever, and all of them are fucking bangers solely for that reason. <laughs> Stay like, tuned, gamers. Like, when he's it, when he's in the fucking flight simulator just yelling about how he's the greatest, that's, oh, yeah, like, that's, it's, yeah. like, such a peak Nick Cage moment. Like, it's... That is why I want... Because Nick Cage just goes for it in every fucking thing he does. There's another scene where he's... There's some people just walking along, and he comes running up to, next to them, high, high knees and everything. It is so crazy. I don't know why he's doing it. But uh, the movie is worth watching entirely for Nick Cage. Also, he's in, like, shockingly good shape in this movie. Like... Uh... Okay. For Nick Cage? For... Look, well, I have a movie for Nick Cage. For Nick Cage. I mean, and he oh, is yeah. not in shockingly good shape in that movie, but we will get to it. Oh, you watched The Sorcerer's Apprentice? <laughs> anyway. Buddy, you uh, wish. <laughs> so, the next movies I'm just going to list list off all in a row. I watched Mac and Me, Atlantic Rim, Lords of the Deep, The Daytime Ended, Killer Fish, and Ator, The Fighting I'm sorry, Angle. Killer Fish? <laughs> <laughs> this. The uh, Bears of the Ocean. <laughs> Shut up. This uh, all comprises season 11, uh, or season 12, I guess, the gauntlet of the new Mystery Science Theater 3000 series. I I actually really like this series. I think the invention exchanges are better than ever. Uh, the riffing is spot on. I, I think everything about this is really good. So I had a really good time with all these. I'd say check it out. It's worth it just for the Mac and Me one. Uh, Alex, how familiar are you with Mac and Me? Is that the one with the dog? No, that's Marley. <laughs> There's a scene. You're welcome. Alex. Thank you. So, Alex, uh, this is about a kid in a wheelchair who meets an alien, and they both eat McDonald's or something. Anyway, the funniest thing about it is there's a there's a scene where the kid in the wheelchair is is flying down the hill just, like, out of control, and it's like he's bouncing along, and they, they make a joke where they go, now this is pod racing! And then he right. flies off a 20-foot cliff and lands in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Big, big week on this podcast for kids in wheelchairs. We'll get to that. Uh, getting getting close to the end here. I watched The Fog, the bad version. <laughs> Keep forgetting. Uh, this one is very obviously a bad movie, but people keep calling it one of the worst movies of all time it's obviously not this i've seen way worse than this i've seen way worse remakes 
I've seen uh, four worse things this week, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, my biggest thing about it is Selma Blair's in the role that uh, Adrian Barbeau was in. And I, I can tell she's trying to do an Adrian Barbeau impression. Look, Selma Blair can act. I'm not going to be like, oh, she just wasn't trying. For I think she is trying. It's just it's not really working. Uh, and the movie's just not as scary. It doesn't seem to be very good. There's like all these like cut-ins to like flashbacks and stuff. I, I don't know. It's just, this one's not for me. And I don't think anyone could ever say it's good, but I wasn't offended by it. Uh, anyway, the next one's a little bit more interesting. It's called The Blob. It's a 1988 version. And I held back. I did not watch the 1958 version. Wow. The Blob 1988 is really good when it comes to the special effects. I, it's all practical effects, and it looks really cool, and at times the effects are on par with The Thing, which is one of the greatest movies ever made. It's just, you know, some of the things are just so hard to look at. You know, everyone talks about the arm scene, you know, when that football player just, just you know, fucking desiccated by The Blob. It's so cool to look at. And then you get the rest of the movie. Now... Here's the thing, uh, part Alex. You told me a while back that you did not like the dialogue in uh, <laughs> uh, Hotel what was it, Bad Times El Royale. Yes. I put to you that at least it had dialogue. This movie, I'm not sure that it has dialogue. Oh yes, the characters talk with each other. They talk about things and to each other, but it's not really dialogue. It's I'm going to do this. I feel this. I think that it's it is the most re like a third grader could have written this dialogue. It it is. You know, just entirely a plain graham cracker. It has no flavor, nothing. I don't know why it even exists. John Carpenter was originally set to direct this. Can you imagine if he had directed this and if he had put in some real dialogue? It would have been so much better. But, I mean, we, we get what we get, and it is worth watching entirely for the special effects. I have to seriously recommend it for that, and really nothing else, but... Uh, Boy, if you think get. you're going to get through this whole thing without talking about Kevin Dillon's mullet in this movie, you're fucking high. <laughs> okay. It, it is, is incredible. <laughs> it is the most powerful hair I've seen in a very long time. Oh, yeah. There's also a scene towards the beginning where there's a misunderstanding where this guy's taking out this girl and he went, goes to the pharmacy and buys ribbed condoms or something like that. And then Ooh. her father catches him and he's like, ribbed. And all I can think about is <laughs> Wade's world where he says, ribbed for her pleasure. Ew. <laughs> I forgot. About that scene. I forgot there's a fucking condom confrontation in that movie. Man, I should have watched it again. I guess the idea of what they're trying to do is look, this is a regular American town. And it's a little too regular. It's in fact it's almost too realistic in that this I is too. a boring too town. Regular. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's it doesn't really uh excite anyone. But um yeah, that was good. Anyway, I stayed up till 4.30 in the morning watching Yu-Gi-Oh! And uh, I'm currently <laughs> yeah. on episode 22 of the first season. I have met Pegasus. I've met Bandit Keith. I've yes. met Weevil. I've met yes. Mai. I've met yes. Mako yes. Tsunami. I'm currently, <laughs> on, I'm currently on the two rhyming ninjas, Para and <gasps> Dox. Oh, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, so did I. <laughs> they 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 give him the uh the two brothers riddle you know one always tells the truth one always lies and yuki says it's too hard and we have to wait an episode to figure it out <laughs> 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 but 
it's What's even your favorite thing about Joey, the soundtrack besides all of it? It's better. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, okay. Joey, Joey says that the riddle's easy to solve because he heard the story where there was only one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and Yugi's just glaring at him the entire time like, you son of a bitch, I've had to carry you this far. <laughs> uh, it rules that Joey's just there because he's trying to help his blind sister, but he can't because he's <laughs> oh, useless. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Fuck you, it was so good. So here's the thing about the soundtrack. There is so much more butt rock in this show than I thought there would be. Like, they just start playing heavy heavy rock songs, you know? Like, it's a Sock the Hedgehog game for a PlayStation or something. It just... <laughs> it, it is bizarre to me how they keep doing something like this. And, uh... Oh, and what, what else is in there? Oh. Weevil Underwood, controller of the bug deck. So cool. No, my bugs. <laughs> now play this one in attack mode. See, that's the thing. It's like He's my, exactly he's... how I always pictured Ishaboo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he throws Yugi's Exodia think, into I his pool. My... <laughs> sorry. Ignore me. I'm sorry. So, the thing about um, uh, the the show is, I'm, I'm really sick of people using their big, powerful voice. Yugi, or as they call him in this, Big Yugi. I'm very close to saying <laughs> Big Yugi. Uh, the way he says, and I'll play this one in attack mode. is like, dude, there's no way you can make this sound cool. There's not a single chance in the world I can do this. I, everyone's voice in this is bizarre. Tristan's voice changes from, oh, I get to find the picnic basket too. Yeah, where's Jim? Uh, there's also <laughs> Joey, who's just a sailor Bronx all the way. It's <laughs> so cool. Come dude. on, Yugi, yeah, I believe in the heart of the cards. <laughs> I love when they like make America. a decision and they realize, uh, like, there's... oh shit, we did this for a hundred episodes now. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot going on. Seto Kaiba is already this evil guy who's not evil anymore, but he's still actually evil. I don't know why I'm still watching this outside of you made me do it. Uh, so it sounds I like wonder, a pretty good reason. Anyway, Parker, how much of Silent Hill did you get through? Uh, you know, I'm almost there. Almost done. Alex, gonna hit that December what should 1st, be the punishment uh, if he doesn't complete Silent Hill by December 1st? You know, it's going to happen. Ooh. It's fine. Well, it sounds like I got three days to come up with a punishment that will definitely go into effect. Cool. So what did you watch this week? Okay. Should I do the real movies first and then get to what you did to me? Do whatever you do whatever makes you feel comfortable, brother. We'll do the real movies first. <laughs> okay. So I didn't get a lot of uh, personal time with movies because of the heavy burden you placed on my shoulders. But here's a couple of actual good ones. So a movie just premiered on Netflix called Cam. Just go ahead and get those jokes out of your system. Just let it all out. Okay. <laughs> so the premise here is that you know, she's a Cam girl. She's doing all right for herself. She's slowly climbing up the rankings. And then one day she goes to log on, and she can't log on. She's locked out. All right, cool. Call customer support. What do you mean this valid, This uh, IDE code isn't valid? Like, it's me. She opens her site. And someone who looks exactly like her is broadcasting on her channel. And then things get fucking weird from there. It's very spoilish, so I'm not going to say much about it, but it is really, really good. I've had, between this and searching and unfriended, it has been a powerful week for hashtag computer horror. 
Oh my god, I just remembered you Write made me watch Fear.com. It's been an okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Fear.com. The, one of the other real movies I watched is a movie called Lake Mungo, which is a horror movie I've been told to watch for almost a decade now. So I finally did. Y'all. There's one fucking scene in this movie. The whole thing, it's like a mockumentary kind of thing, investigating the death of this teenage girl. And the entire movie's great. It's just constantly just building dread, slowly dripping you information. It's getting you're getting more nervous, you get more tense. And then right at the end of the movie, when everything comes to a head, there's one jump scare. And my fucking soul left my body. <laughs> I, for a second, I was just above myself looking down, watching my corporeal form. It shook me so fucking hard. It was so out of nowhere and so perfectly teased and timed and everything. Just, Jesus Christ. I thought I was going to die. So yeah, very high recommend. Now let's get to the good stuff, folks. I'll be brief here. Inception. Hey, turns out you were right. That's really, really good. I probably shouldn't have waited so long to watch it. Yeah. I'm just searching my it all though, yeah. I do love that Christopher Nolan just uses the same cast all the time. I wish more directors did that. Like, yeah, you guys are good. Just follow me here. I also watched Searching, which look, that's another movie you can't say much about it because it's all built around like discoveries and twists. But you were right about that Justin Bieber reveal. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might be a top 10 movie moment of the year yeah. for me. It's so, even knowing it's coming, it's so fucking perfect. It's incredible. So I forgot I watched Fear.com until approximately two minutes ago. So my whole life, I thought Fear.com had Mark Wahlberg in it, but that's Fear. Fear.com has Steven Dorff and a lot of industrial metal. And that's about it. Hey, did you guys like Seven? <laughs> Do you guys like computers? Well, here's a movie. It's real fucking boring. And let me just go ahead and save you some time. You see, the big reveal as to what Fear.com is and who's hosting it and who's killing all these poor girls is that Fear.com is a ghost site made by one of the victims seeking revenge because people watch her being tortured. So, spoilers, the whole movie is Steven Dorff investigating a ghost website. You're welcome, everyone. I do this for you because I have oh, we're gonna have no to cut that because I want friends. all of our listeners to go watch Fear.com and I don't want them to. Be no, you don't. But... It's so fucking boring. It's like there's at one point <laughs> Stephen Dorff just fucking disappears from the movie entirely, and then 45 minutes later he comes back like oh, I've been investigating too. It's like, what the fuck are you talking? About? It's it's horrendous. No one should watch it. The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> in 3D. <laughs> Look, George Lopez's face on that robot is one of the most genuinely upsetting things I've ever seen in my life. Every time it appeared, my whole body tensed up and reflects me. Most importantly, no dreams. <sighs> I, oh, it. I just pictured it, and my whole body just froze up. It's. I hate it. Hey, Parker, can you tell me about Taylor Lauder's rap? I refuse to. <laughs> I will not do it. Much like you, it will take a physical challenge. <laughs> I will not recite it. 
And also, boys, uh, turns out Taylor Lautner was awful as a kid, too, huh? Yep. He's just, it's been very consistent. He's, he's horrendous. When the peak of your career is falling in love with a baby in a Twilight movie, like, <laughs> it's powerful. So, yeah, there's no act structure. It's just they go to a blue screen thing, which is just filled with more things than your brain can possibly take in in one sitting. And then things happen, and then they go off to another one. At about the 30-minute point, uh, they were flying out of robots' eyes and mouth to the train of thought to the land of milk and cookies, and I just stopped taking notes. Because what what do I do with that? What am I supposed to say? Like, I don't... That's a fucking Mad Lib. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. So yeah, thanks again for one of the four worst movies I saw. Park. Jim and the Holograms. Ooh, this Parker. one I actually... This Parker, one I would, what I would you say Shark Boy and Lava Girl counts as a shark movie? Yeah, I'm willing to. Yeah, you know what? Yep. I mean, all right, cross it off. The sharks talk, therefore. <laughs> <laughs> when I was born, my boy was a shark, so I named him Shark Boy. <laughs> so, Jim and the Holograms is two hours. I was. Not, you want to apologize uh, now, or uh, yes, I, I should have apologized last week when I was. Jim and the Holograms is the one that that one made me actively mad when I saw it. How did you feel? So at the 40 minute mark of this two hour movie A fucking robot shows up <laughs> And you're just supposed to accept that Like it's this Hannah Montana ass movie Like oh I'm, just, I'm starting to get famous But I have this real life too And then there's just a robot <laughs> And the, yep Just no one else sees it Why apparently. are you making this sound like a bad thing There are some good things in it And by yeah, the good things like I Molly mean Ringwald? I mean, yeah, sure, she's in it, but I'm mostly talking about Juliette Lewis just deciding, like, oh, no, I'm going to have fun with this movie. <laughs> I'm just because she's the shitty, like, record executive, and she is having a wonderful time in this god-awful melodrama. So you like what? what really got me, the nerve of this movie to have a mid-credit scene sequel tease, the audacity <laughs> of this movie to go, you know what? Let's set up the rival bands from the TV show. So here's the thing, though. Chris, I'm assuming, as someone who doesn't watch credit scenes, you were not aware of this? No, I, I knew that the credit scenes had a bunch of the fans being like, oh, here's how much we love Jungle Holograms. What if I told you that in the credit scene, it's the rival band, and the lead singer of said rival band is played by Kesha in her cinematic debut? Oh, yes. Ooh, I did not know that. Oh, yes. <laughs> So, I'm not going to say this movie was a total loss, but do you know how hard it is for a Blumhouse movie to bomb? Like, it's almost been possible. A $5 million budget, and they made two. That's almost impossible. Yeah. It's really hard. They turn out movies made for like ten grand that make a hundred million. And this happened. So, thanks again. We're two for two on fantastic movies. I loved it so much. Oh, look at that. The cat in the hat. <laughs> Have either of you seen this? Uh, I saw the Nostalgia Critic review because look at me. And from what I was able to discern, it, it looks vaguely horrifying. It looks vaguely to it looks insulting to the legacy of Thomas Geisel, who deserves to be insulted. But still, uh, like, I, I am a... <laughs> How, how'd you do? How'd you do? Okay, so... Of all these movies, I watched Shark Boy Lava Girl first. So at that point in my life, uh, George Lopez's face on that robot was the most upsetting thing I'd seen. <laughs> Enter Thing 1 and Thing 2 in this movie. 
which <laughs> make your fucking skin crawl. Like you can't if you look at them for longer than ten seconds, you will black out. They are so unfortunate looking. They oh my god, this fucking movie's a nightmare. And the best part of the movie, a hundred percent, is just reading about the making it. When you realize that Mike Myers was trapped into doing it because of a contract, and very very much did not want to be in it. Like you're watching this man in this cat suit made of human hair just skeeting and bopping around I'm the sorry, room what? doing <laughs> yeah human hair <laughs> just going through his entire rolodex of fucking impressions that he's been doing since SNL and you know by looking into his cold dead eyes he is at his low point in his life he wants to be anywhere else they had a fucking tunnel built from his trailer to the set so we didn't have to interact with anyone else. <laughs> Just this man dead on the inside doing his fucking Linda Richmond coffee talk voice as a giant cat. <laughs> it is <laughs> so unpleasant. So Parker, I have, I have a question for you coming off this. Uh-huh. Would you like to trade in some cards? We'll get there. Because <laughs> for a very long time, this was one of the worst movies I'd ever seen. But we'll get to the next movie shortly. Because I would be remiss if I did not mention that there's a Smash Mouth cover of a Beatles song. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, uh, yeah. I I don't know who this movie is for. There's a scene where it's made, like, abundantly clear that the cat in the hat wants to fuck Paris Hilton. There are... A lot of boner jokes involving his hat turning erect, which are all unpleasant. <laughs> and knowing afterwards that this movie was supposed to be Tim Allen, but he had to do the Santa Claus too, put me into a fucking nightmare of thought that I could not escape. <laughs> Tim Allen's fucking dead eyes <laughs> from that cat outfit. Bone chilling. This has been one of the most upsetting weeks of my life. Like, Mike Myers literally, like, they had to sue him because he was working on some script and it didn't work. The script was dog shit. They're like, oh, no, 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 we poured money into this, so you're going to make up for it by putting on all this fucking human hair and dancing around these (laughs) shitty kids. Or we're going to fucking sue you. (laughs) He was forced to be in the cat in the hat or lose a million dollars. (laughs) Like... And the only thing I could think of this entire movie is one simple question. Chris, have you seen The Love Guru? Oh my god, I was going to sign him that. No, I have not seen The Love Guru. So if you could just take 90 minutes from my bank for me, Say no that'd more, be most fam. appreciated. I'm seeing that, and don't mess with the Zohan, or I think it's <laughs> I guess you'll find out. Uh. And finally... The coup de piss of saving Christmas. (laughs) Here's the plot of the movie. So, I mean, first of all, let me backtrack. Because the movie has a cold open of Kurt Cameron as himself sitting in front of a fireplace telling you about, hey, don't you remember how great Christmas used to be? And there's a fear in my heart of like, oh my god, is this movie going to be about the Jews? And it's, it's real touch and go for a while. And then a ska Christmas song plays. And I'm like, all right, I think we're safe. And then we get to the actual plot. 
so there's this guy, and, and his wife is throwing a house party for, for Christmas, and his house is just overrun with co-workers and these shitty screaming kids, and all he wants is just to be left alone. And Kurt Cameron will not have any part of that, and it is up to him to tell him he's wrong, and he needs to get in the Christmas spirit, and love all these shitty, awful people in your house. So the entire movie, the entire movie... Is Kurt Cameron sees this dude just sitting in his car, just trying to get like ten minutes of peace and quiet in his <laughs> shitty life, getting his car next to him, and owning this libtard with facts. That's the entire movie. <laughs> the entire movie's like, oh, Jesus was born in December. Well, then when was he born? Mm, gotcha. <laughs> now, Chris. Yeah, I had to rewind this a couple times. So, according to Mr. Cameron. Christmas trees represent the trees in the Garden of Eden. No, they don't. Are you sure? No. Well, I mean, there sounds was a. Like, there sounds were like this libtard's about to get BTFO, dude. It's. I, I'm pretty sure that that isn't what it is. It, it all came from. What was it Martin Luther or something like that? Cut down a tree or something? Or Martin uh, Luther came somewhere. Like I don't know. I'm, well, he's, he's talking about the apples and the trees in the Garden of Eden. I think he knows a bit more about this than you. And it's at this point, we go through, like, literally the entire movie is him going, oh, yeah, well, what about this? And him going, hmm, funny you say that, Snowflake. And they're just telling him how it's actually about Jesus. And it's when I realize, oh, no, this dude's a Christian. He's just not Christian enough for Kurt Cameron. <laughs> and he will not let him go back inside until yeah, he His fucking... name is Christian. His name is Christian, and he's not Christian enough for Kurt Cameron. Now, okay. There's one thing I have to ask you here because I no joke. I was trying to get this movie as fast as possible. I rewound the scene four times because right, I could not. Okay, so this whole thing is this dude not being Super Saiyan Christian and Kurt Cameron just <laughs> climbing into that hyperbolic time chamber and being like, actually, gamer, the only way we're going to defeat Majin Buu is by loving Jesus. So this guy. <laughs> fuck. Let me back up a second, because I just read in quotation marks, last I checked, it was God who created the winter solstice. And that is a <laughs> word for word what he says, this man. Oh. But you see, That's the real point. thing with the tree is you see all those trees out there when you're out picking Christmas trees. Yeah. And you see, Jesus was hung on a cross, therefore he died on a tree. So your Christmas tree symbolizes Jesus' sacrifice, Christopher. So he, yeah, just roll that one around in your brain for a bit. I kept rewinding. I was like, I must have like blinked and missed at least three sentences. There's <laughs> no so way. So far off. Jesus. There's no way we made this A to Z jump, but we did. He hung on a cross. Crosses are made of trees. Therefore, Christmas trees are cool. QED libcuck. <laughs> exactly. And then he goes on to say, when you see an empty Christmas tree, see an empty cross. And then he's like, wow, this is all Wait, right. Wait, hold on. Does that mean our Christmas decorations are Jesus? Yes. Okay. But we're getting there. My Budweiser can Christmas ornament is Jesus Christ. Please hold your questions to the end, because I have more truth bombs to drop on you. <laughs> so after being faced with this fucking conundrum... Like, being face-to-face, -face, trapped in a car with this man who's looking at you and saying, uh, actually, uh, that tree inside is Jesus' bones, or whatever the fuck he's saying. This guy does the, oh yeah, Satan, Santa, only one letter off, and fucking riddle me this, buddy. So you see, 
Saint Nicholas, not Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas, was at the Council of Nicaea because members of the church were saying Jesus Christ was not the Son of God, so he beat the shit out of a heretic with a staff. And therefore, Santa is actually really, really Christian. Do you have any questions for me? I, you could have just said that he was a saint, and that's all it takes. <laughs> you, what if I told you there's a flashback to a man dressed like an old-timey saint uh, beating a man with a staff while dubstep plays? I, I would say that I need to see this movie before Christmas. Yeah, you think that. <laughs> you, Alex, this looks right up your alley. The moral of the story is that it was actually cool and good that he beat the shit out of this dude. Because he didn't stay quiet in the face of this war on Christianity by being politically correct. <laughs> Thank you. He literally tells this man that Santa Claus used to beat up libs. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't bat onto PC culture. <laughs> so after all this, the guy's like, you know what? You're right, man. Christmas is cool as hell. And then the last ten minutes is just montages of him celebrating with these shitty people while Kurt Cameron gives voiceovers. Saying things about how cool Jesus is and how buying shit is what God actually wants. <laughs> I wrote this quote down. I copied this straight from the Wikipedia because it go. did a better job summarizing it for me. Cameron criticizes people who feel that the holiday is too commercial, saying that because God took on material form, it is appropriate to celebrate using material things through the giving of expensive gifts. He explains... Presents represent Jerusalem and that Christmas is doing what God does as God has given humanity many gifts. Cameron then issues a plea to the audience to make Christmas an overtly religious holiday again for our children. Now let me stop you here because I know you're dealing with a lot. Now let me tell you about this moment that will haunt me for the rest of my days. So Christian, the guy who did not love Christmas enough, who now loves Christmas enough, as a gift to his wife, organizes a hip-hop dance to symbolize his love of Christmas, set to Angels We Have Heard on High. A hip-hop version of Angels We Have Heard on Cameron, High? Cameron! Christian, yes. And all of the party guests breakdance in an elongated musical <laughs> sequence. And when I say it's a room full of the whitest people you've ever seen in your life, know that this is no, there is one black person in this movie, and his role is to be the funny, fast-talking black guy. I thought you were going to say he's the cook. It sounds like I mean, it sounds like this is track two on the all-time white people doing hip-hop album, followed it, very closely behind Mitt Romney doing Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> <laughs> like the, I was watching this alone. The absolute discomfort, like the goosebumps I got all up and down my body as these white people danced to a hip-hop version of a gospel song for the entire song. I. I lived in constant fear for the full approximate four hours that everyone I'd ever known in my life was going to walk through the door and see me watching it. It was... <laughs> the credits rolled an hour and ten minutes. There are outtakes. There are outtakes <laughs> in the credits of said black guy just riffing. Just fucking go for it, man. Just get crazy. Get nuts. The movie's finally over. But curiosity gets the best of me, as it so often does. So I go to the, the wiki for the movie, because I need to copy and paste all that shit I've read about the end of the movie. And I click on the director's name. See, the director also plays Christian, so he's both director and star. But wouldn't you know it, he got his start in the industry, not just doing commercials, 
but tons and tons of music videos, including Blink-182's Eminem's Josie and Dammit. The man who did the video to one of the most important songs of my childhood starred and directed Saving Christmas. So I guess this is growing up, folks. I don't know what the fuck else to tell you. That's what Christmas Everything is all about. Everything is awful. This man did music videos for As I Lay Dying, Blink-182, Buck Cherry, <laughs> Deftones, Every Time I Die, Genuine, <laughs> Jason Mraz, Jimmy Eat World, four MXPX songs. Sure. Five Shinedown songs. I didn't even realize MXPX had videos to any of their music. <laughs> and six Zach Brown band songs. Two Uncle Cracker songs. <laughs> All so both of them? this is really a high point of his career. I watched the video for Damn It at least a hundred times in my life. And that learning that has shaken me to my core. So thank you again. Just to be clear, this was uh, this was from the Red Pill Lifeline, right? Uh, this was yeah, it was a uh, the Red Pill Lifeline assigned a movie that Loaf would probably like. Thank you, Joel. Thank <laughs> you for this. Thanks, man. Okay. But you know what? Here's the thing. So that's everything I had to watch. Oh, no. we're all done except yesterday morning. I thought about watching Firebirds. I was very close, but a movie came across me that I had to watch and report back to you on. This is a 2018 Nicolas Cage joint. Oh, yes. Called Between Worlds. Oh, yes. Here we go. Let me run this by you. Let me just run. I'll start with, like, the opening of the movie, and then I'll get into the broader plot for you. So Nick Cage is a truck driver. Stay with me. Whose wife and daughter have died. And he's just a big, gross, sad southern truck driver. So already, we're at about an eight and a half. We're doing great. He comes across this woman being strangled in a gas station bathroom. How are we doing out there? We good? Yeah. 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 Right. So he he rescues her, as he does, only to find out, no, 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 no. She wanted him to choke her. Because when she's suffocating, she can contact spirits. Her daughter was in a wreck that morning. (laughs) I told girls she's she's trying to to get choked so she can put her daughter's spirit back into her comatose body. So that's your premise. I'm already in, like I'm downloading this now, already. Just, now here's the thing. Between worlds. Here's two things it. about it. One thing is this movie's not great. I'm gonna be honest with you, but it's worth watching for one scene and one scene only. There is a montage where Nicolas Cage's character is grief banging the lady trucker's teenage daughter. Who has Nicolas Cage's character's dead wife's soul inhabiting her, while Nicolas Cage's character reads from a book of poetry written by the actual Nicolas Cage? Thank you. Thank you for Just this. roll that around in your brains. That is what I will be closing with. Who would like to talk about Adam's family? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to unpack all of that, because I watched that at 6 in the morning God, yesterday, yes. and it affected my whole day. I... <laughs> So, Alex, we're both downloading this, right? Oh, it's already started. (laughs) If I lag out of the Skype call, you know what happened. Yeah. (laughs) You were talking about, like, how good a shape he is when Firebirds. He is just... He's got the peak, like, shitty long hair with the fucking Vegeta Widow's Peak. Yep. (laughs) It's so good. It is so good. Okay, so... Let's talk about Adam's Family Values. Fucking saving Christmas. 
Now, you'll recall what I said about Cruel Intentions being sort of like a time capsule for 90s movies. I meant late 90s movies. This is a bit of a time capsule for those early 90s family comedies, of which I saw a lot. That was like kind of my thing when I was growing up, was my parents would always take me to, even if I didn't want to go, they'd still take me to like a 90s family comedy. So I had to see was it Mr. Magoo, Inspector Gadget, two of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen in theaters right there. So I had It was a big thing in my life. It also is now, too, but it was then as well. <laughs> this is a little bit different, though. <laughs> now I prefer my animated. But uh, this one, I think, works better than others. This movie is legitimately in my top 15. Just because of, like, some of the one-liners in there are just so funny. I'm never going to forget, ooh, what a lady killer. Acquitted. That's that's just such a great line. Everything works, uh, except for one character in here. Pugsley. They just straight up <laughs> forgot about this character until it came time for the musical at the end. That's he what you went with. Turkey suit on, and, fatty. And, and not Christopher Lloyd doing Christopher Lloyd things on screen in front of I my eyes. I like that. I, I'm, I I'm just going to come out and say this right now. I had never enjoyed Christopher Lloyd in anything. I don't get oh, it. Oh, really? I really don't get it. Like, his, his thing just seems to be to be like an old screamy guy in literally everything he does. Oh, wait, that's actually a fair point. I, but, uh... I, I don't know. I think there are a couple modes of this. I think this is easily my favorite Christopher Lloyd performance. Yes, even better than Back to the Future, Parker. I think what really works in this is like there, there are lines towards the end where he's like, Jesus, Fester, get back your room. <laughs> and it's that laugh, that little like horse laugh or something. It was like, it's just, I, I, I can't imagine like being related to this person and having him live in my house. I find that very funny. I've never been huge on Christopher Lloyd either, honestly. Also, I've only seen the first Back to the Future. Spoilers. Like You're one. good. Anyway. Yeah, you don't need to. Uh, yeah, I figured. <laughs> you know they're remaking it, so, uh, you know. Great. Yeah. See you there. <laughs> so, <laughs> we were friends. So, it's cool. So, first thing about Adam's Family Values, I was shocked at how good the animation was in this. It almost looked real. Especially for 93. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I actually fully expected that I was watching a cartoon movie, and when there were real people in it, I was shocked. Is that M. Bison? What the fuck? <laughs> Man, like, to go on what you just said, like, they're making a new animated thing about the Adams Family. Oh, they and the are? fact that they cast yeah. Oscar Isaac, but it's not live action, is that should uh, be illegal. Whatever. This is a crime. Yeah, I want answers. That cast doesn't look atrocious. I mean, I have, like... I have, like, zero, like, nostalgic affinity for The Addams Family, which is a show that I probably saw a dozen times total, and I could remember character names and that the one dude was made of hair, and that there was a gross <laughs> old bald guy, and that's basically it. But, uh... What do you like it? <laughs> Sorry. God. <laughs> With all the pot shots we take at camera, at least That's, we have to send one back here. Right? I, on. I, I would be offended if you didn't, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this movie, I, I really had no idea what to expect because, like, it was entirely possible that this was actually good, and it was also entirely possible that Chris was just back on his bullshit with another movie for babies. I really had no idea. Uh, I will say, every scene at the camp was fantastic. Agreed. The unfortunate yeah. part is that, like, more than half the movie wasn't at the camp. I mean, like, it's not that it was bad, the other stuff. It's just, like, there's this one, like, subplot of the movie that I thought that I was, like, really, really into, where I thought all the jokes were landing and everything was just fun. 
And then it would drag me away to something else, and I'd be like, oh, man, can we get part to the, back to the part I really like? It's not even that the other parts were bad. It's just like, God, I wish that was the whole movie. The thing is, I, I don't know if I completely sign on with that, because I, I feel like they're some of the best jokes are, are the ones where they aren't at the camp. Uh, oh, what are the... <laughs> one of them I, I, I can't get over is where uh, it's a bachelor party for Fester, and they hire the stripper the cake sort of thing. And it's not even... Uh, it's not even the punchline of that scene, say la vie. The best part of that scene is... Uh, <laughs> God's what's his name uh, Gomez looking in the uh, in the cake and then just looking at alert and going that poor girl <laughs> that's all I can think about it it's it's the way they says it actually I gotta tell you Raul Julia is kind of killing it in this movie he's he's giving one hell of a performance <laughs> the fact that they're like all right the first Adams family movie made a shit ton of money how do we follow it up well, the main plot should be about Uncle Fester being an adult virgin. Like, <laughs> good on him, man. Good on him. I mean, that's also that's a good quite line. A swing. She makes me think of volatile chemicals. That's I like that. Yeah. What? Like, go ahead. I've seen the first Adams Family movie once, and I, it's fine. I didn't really care for it. And then I saw this movie for the first time two days ago. That's my entire knowledge of the spectrum of the Adams Family. And the least, my least favorite part of that first movie is like. But he's not actually Uncle Fester. Like, what's the fucking point? I'm here to watch these characters. <laughs> so they're like, let's double back. Let's never acknowledge that. But also, he doesn't fuck. <laughs> but he wants to fuck. Like, you know what? That's good course correction right there. Yeah, one thing One thing I will say to this movie's credit, like, I, I get the sense that a lot more of the jokes landed for you, Chris, than they did for me. Not, that's not to say mm-hmm. that a lot of them didn't land for me. I, I can just tell you have, like, a certain affinity for this movie and the way it's made. Even the jokes that I didn't find funny, everything was impeccably delivered, which is yeah. very, very important if you're going to make a movie like this work. Because a lot of the jokes are real fucking dumb intentionally, and they have to be sold the right way, and almost everything in this movie is. And I respect that a lot. Yeah, I think everyone's really just giving like their A effort here, and I, I think that's really important. I mean, even Pugsley does have like one line at the beginning where he says he's still on fractions, and it, it works with everything else. Uh, Wednesday saying that her parents had sex to have the baby, which is a lot better than everything that's going on. So it's like, what, I was a, a store carrying a diamond into the cabbage patch and all that other bullshit. That I thought that was really good. And you're right about the delivery. I think it helps. One of the things that makes me like this movie so much is it kind of takes a shotgun approach to jokes. And for me, almost all of them hit and it's so impressive that the movie is constantly trying to tell a joke and again for me the joke almost always hits there are not a lot of ones that uh, don't work out I think the uh, the I guess I'll call it animation where things start going in super fast motion I did not need that but it's yeah I didn't I didn't need a three I didn't I didn't need a three minute dance scene in the restaurant that that, yeah that didn't work out she uses the clams as castanets okay all right but, I mean, I think that's what you're going to get with, like, these 90s. Yeah, movies. yeah. So it's, 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 it's a movie for babies. I expect a lot of that. That's fine. Like, well, I don't I, I don't even say that disparagingly. It's just, like, it's, it just is. Like, there's nothing wrong it's, with that. I mean, it's a movie, I, I'd say it's for families. There, there are some kind of sexual jokes in there. I'm pretty it's sure... A, a lot point, of sex uh, jokes in this. Yeah, and <laughs> at one point she makes Fester come in his pants. And, uh... Yeah, she sure does. <laughs> there, he th- come in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's a That's grocery That's the A plot. The A plot is him marrying this woman and him coming in his pants immediately. <laughs> there's there's a grocer joke earlier on where it's implied that he masturbated to his mother. Well, you know. Yeah. You gotta do what she gotta do. Yeah, this, this <laughs> gotta What's one. wrong, baby brother? <laughs> Uncle Fester J. A lot. <laughs> 
So the worst part about this is if you think about it, add up the dates, okay? This is Jabuizia Har here, add up the timeline. So this is all leading up to Thanksgiving, right? Which takes place in November. He nutted during November. That's why he went bad. Poor, That'll poor do it. Yeah. He's never going to get his magical powers. <laughs> That's why Gomez starts dying. Are, are you suggesting that uh, that that's how baby Hitler got his powers back? What? Did you not oh, think of that baby as Hitler the whole time? Because that's what he looked no, like. No, I didn't. Like, when a baby has a mustache. Look, all I could see the whole time was that fucking, oh god, was it Robot Chicken that did the little Hitler thing? Where he he, he takes the juice boxes from the, or he takes the, the desks from the uh, the little Polish boy and the little Czechoslovakian boy? And he's just sitting in the corner with his pile of desks, because that's all I could think of. My teacher, I never this, this desk show is so relax. small. How much of this should I cut? None. Literally none of it. What's wrong with this? That baby looked like Hitler. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> We're going to make like a, a best baby of compilation. With a black hair and comb there. over and a mustache. It's a Hitler baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then... <laughs> So I thought Christina Ricci oh, did a pretty shit. good job as Wednesday Adams. <laughs> I'm not done with Hitler, baby. You're gonna have to roll it back. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't make that connection, but now I can't see anything. Else. Because the mustache doesn't look anything like a Hitler mustache. It's still it's baby with a mustache and a comb over, like it could have been. It could have been a bag of PI mustache, and you still would have said uh, Hitler, baby, wouldn't you? That's I in mean, play. yes. But also, doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> Trying to put a Hitler baby in one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm sorry there's a Hitler baby in one of your all-time favorite movies. But... <laughs> Not a Hitler baby. You're a Hitler baby. Well, I mean, if, if at least the politics of this movie are good. <laughs> in that when, when there's something wrong with the baby, he turns into an Aryan. So, like, it, it, can't, it can't be all, you know. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, he is. Turns into a beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed baby. After he nuts. <laughs> the thousand year sorry, right just... thousand year soldiers, Christopher. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to fit that in, but couldn't figure it out. So anyway, this movie. <laughs> sorry about one of your all time favorite movies, my dude. I don't feel like you are sorry. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not Wesley Adams is one of the better characters in the movie. She's um, the best. Part wait, of so this. did She's... you guys ever actually? Alex, you said you actually watched the uh, the show. I when I say I watched the show, I mean it was on like after school videos sometimes. So like, yeah, oh, sometimes that's... the TV's on. Like, like I saw like maybe two episodes, and the only thing I was able to take away from it is uh, Gomez is very clearly trying to do a Groucho Marx the entire time, but it's the 1950s, so it doesn't quite work. Or maybe it was the 19. 19- I don't even remember. Uh, Wednesday Adams is like six in the show, so it's like it's also not very funny. But in this, I think it's a little bit better. She does; uh, she's pretty funny. It's like the faces that she makes are hilarious, uh, and of course, the way that she delivers the line. She's probably the most talented actress in this, with a very close runner-up being uh, uh, Joan Cusack. Does a wonderful job. I watched this in theaters with girl Alex. And she was quoting the entire movie with me, and we had just a blast. And she does a really, really good Joan Cusack. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I'm sure, the people th- around the theater love that. <laughs> Excuse you. Anyway. 
Parker, how about you? He has had enough of this. <laughs> he is so done. <laughs> well, I think what makes this movie work is yeah. Let's go into the that... game of games, Alex. What do you <laughs> no. Every single character, like not even just the main characters, but like every character actor is just going for it. The camp counselors. The camp counselors. Oh, yeah. They're kind going through fun. the roll call. Uh, Jamil, Jamil, Jamal, Jamal, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> fucking got me real hard. So I, the one black kid in camp is like, oh fuck, what is this? <laughs> Mordecai. <laughs> so Parker, uh, based on Wednesday's speech at the end, this movie's effectively woke, right? This movie is extreme. <laughs> this movie's Alex, aggressively woke. Alex told me this movie is not woke, and I had to explain to her otherwise. I had to white splain her on this. The fact that this movie ends with the fucking Carrie jump scare made me laugh so hard. It's so cool. That the big like reveal at the end is like actually she just burned her family alive because they got her the wrong toys. <laughs> this movie rips. I love that during that entire scene they're just like so empathetic towards her. It's like oh yeah yeah I totally would have done this too. I honestly, like, like no joke, I was expecting the end of this movie, like, having known nothing about it before, I was expecting the end of the movie for her to be, you know, explaining what an awful person she was, and the family just basically going, oh, I guess you are one of us, and then them making up and the movie just being over. Oh. Instead, yeah. she just dies violently and suddenly. <laughs> she gets electrocuted by baby Hitler. Shut up. <laughs> the movie I kept thinking of most with this cast was Clue. Which is every single actor in it is a character actor just swinging for it and it all works. Yeah, pretty much. I really yeah, watch really the only thing... The one good Christopher Lloyd performance comment. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, yeah but aside from Christopher Lloyd, I really did like what everyone was doing in this. Like, I, I, I just gotta say, like, I know I, I already brought up the camp thing and how much more I love the camp than the rest of the movie, but that's because the, all of the camp shit was fucking fantastic. I was not expecting to belly laugh at this movie, but for 45 seconds straight during that play, when they're shooting flaming arrows at all the little blonde girls, I was dying. <laughs> Don't you want to help me realize my vision? <laughs> you know, that was a guy who went on to be the lead role in the Bean movie. I'm sorry, the what? Mr. Bean. Uh, the God movie? Damn it. I fucking hate Mr. Bean. Why did I say that? You didn't have to. Damn it. (laughs) Whatever. I'll just watch Rat Race and go like, yeah, I watched it. He made a lot of weird faces. Smash Smash Mouth came out. Are we we far enough removed from Rat Race that we can reuse the Smash Mouth just showing up for the end of the movie in another movie? Uh, As as an homage. Can we do that? The memes have come so full circle that it would absolutely work. So great. It's cool that an entire generation knows and unironically loves All Star. <laughs> after watching Shrek, how could you not? Uh, well. What are they doing in my swamp? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate you. So, you. Alex, on a scale of one to ten, how jealous are you of Cousin It? <laughs> Boy, you're really taking this. Back. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a zero because he has a child. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> got him, and a wife. Anyway, let's go on to the game of games. <laughs> <laughs> Three thirty, motherfucker. <laughs>
Alex, take it away. All right, so uh, a little quick uh, time update here. Parker had Parker dodged a lot of bullets last week. A whole lot of bullets. Only got 20 minutes added to his pool total. So he's at eight hours even. Chris, however, dodged significantly less bullets. And even after the subtraction sure. of whatever you assign... Oh, the Love Guru? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Still 15 hours and 20 minutes there. Is yeah. there? Now, now before we get to lifelines, as y'all know, we did uh, we did miss a week last week, and I I Fuck. I don't like to leave any stone unturned. So I'm introducing no. a little wrinkle to the game of games for the last couple of weeks. Okay. So so this is gonna be a game that I like to call Puzzle Box, or in Chris's case, Fuck. Zemeckis Cube. <laughs> Next time I see you, you're getting so many nookies. <laughs> So how this is gonna work? Uh, it, it's it's so good that Chris is familiar with Yu-Gi-Oh now. So he he has a fundamental <laughs> understanding of how Exodia works. Does he understand Dungeon Dice Monsters yet? So here's no, the thing about that. your puzzle box. We're gonna be taking turns. We're gonna be snake drafting teams this week. Five teams for each oh. of you guys. Like your five teams go in your little puzzle box, and if all five of your teams win in the same week. A puzzle box pops open, and uh, your opponent's gonna have a real, real rough time. Oh fuck! Now, fuck. to play. Fuck. Now there are only five weeks left in the NFL season, which is why I figure this is a good time to introduce this because there are some horrible, horrible things in these boxes, you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so scared. So there's multiple boxes, huh? Well, I mean, each cool. of you has cool. one, so yeah. I feel like they're specifically tailored to each of us, huh? You would be correct. Oh. <laughs> but, oh, like, like, I, like I said, all, all five teams that you select today have to win in the same week for the puzzle box to be oh, opened. God. <laughs> oh, God. So, oh, God. all right. Hold on. Chris, odds or evens? Evens. Evens. All right. That is odd. Parker, you're going to have first pick, and this is going to be a snake draft. So, you'll pick first. Oh, my goodness. Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay. Chris, you get two picks. Bears and Packers. You realize these teams have to win, right? They're playing against... Uh, Green Bay's going against Arizona, and Chicago's going oh, against... Oh, 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 let me, let me explain, because I think you didn't get this. These, these, okay, this is... It, these teams are for the rest of the season, yeah, right? all five oh. in the same week, any week for the rest of the year. Oh. So I'm gonna allow oh, you to, to choose again. Since I... Okay, thank you. Because I yeah. clearly because you not would not have picked. That. Yeah, Damn yeah. It. Unless Damn you're going it. for it this week, which would be a powerful move. That would. Be. <laughs> I'd respect that move. I'll be honest with you. Then I'm gonna still go with the Bears. Okay. Cats off the board. And since I can't have the Chiefs, I'll go with the Saints. The Saints. All right. Bears and Saints off the board. Parker, two picks. Let's see. Rams and Patriots. Rams, Patriots. Okay. I'll go with the Chargers. Damn it. And... Boy, this is tough. This is trickier than I thought it would be. Chargers. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'm, just, second, I'm second. just putting this out there into the Aether. The Seahawks still have to play the 49ers twice and the Cardinals once. 
Okay. All right, I'll take this. I'll take the Seahawks. Damn it. All right, two more teams, Parker. Um, let me check something real quick here. By all means. Oh, those teams are garbage. I'll take the Colts and the Panthers. The Colts and the Panthers. Ah, I forgot about Th- the Panthers. That trash division. Give to Daddy. <laughs> Do I get, like, one more team? You get one more team. I will go with Parker's Same. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, he should have said Lions. <laughs> <Very disappointed. laughs> Parker's <laughs> Detroit Lions. Alright, so the Parker box is the Chiefs, the Rams, the Patriots, the Colts, and the Panthers. The Chris box is the Bears, the Saints, the Chargers, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys. Again, you just need five for five. Saints, Eagles, and Colts. That's a Parker. Yeah, Yeah, Chris is already crossed off for this week, but. (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. Rams at Detroit. Who's KC play? (gasps) My teams. <laughs> oh, <buddy. laughs> Kansas City at Oakland, huh? Indy at Jacksonville, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Oh, what does man. that say for the Patriots? Home against Minnesota. Huh? Dumber things That's have happened. True. All right. We're minus five right now on it. Jeff Driscoll taking significant on... snaps. <laughs> I mean, it depends if Xavier Rhodes plays, I think. I can't believe the Here Steelers didn't get drafted. because they're so nice? Like, <laughs> I, actually, I heard he was injured. I actually can't believe we went through ten teams and no one took the fucking Steelers. I thought about I, it. I don't believe in the Steelers I don't this year. Either, but the Colts are owned. I, like, I, I saw them against the Chargers. I was like, wait a second, Phil Rivers is hot. I mean, come on. They still have to play the Chargers, Patriots, and Saints. I'm yeah. not touching that. Oh my god. But at Jaguars, at Texans, home for Cowboys, home for Giants, at Titans. That might be 5-0 and for the Colts. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Bless up. Alright. My Eric Ebron. Let's move on to the lifelines, boys. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You seem excited. <laughs> may I? You may. Okay. <laughs> I just like the name of it. And also, this one's gonna hurt. Um... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> The name of this, the name of this lifeline is I can barely say it is Squanto the Gay Indian. <laughs> the first Thanksgiving was a time of bringing people together. Bring your opponent together with any holiday movie of your choice. Oh. God, damn it. Parker. Parker. Yeah. Parker. Do you yeah. like cranks? Oh, yes. <laughs> you're going to you're going to watch Christmas with the cranks. The crank tolls for thee, Parker. Now you were talking about Tim Allen's dead eyes. Let me tell you about the scene where he gets botox in this movie. Uh, that's probably real too. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie too. Oh, you're good. And, I love her yogurt ads. And Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Your other favorite. He's never been in a bad movie. <laughs> and Jake Busey. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, now now we're talking. Jake Busey in a Christmas sweater. Now we're talking. And Cheech Marin. So uh, oh, yeah, fuck. that's yours. 
Parker, would you like to utilize your lifeline? You know what? I don't know if I'm going to use it just yet. I'm going to go and I'm going to go and tell you about it. <laughs> See, Chris, this is called the golden ticket. No, no. <laughs> Tis the season of giving. I well. The host will pay for your opponent to see one movie of your choice in theaters. <laughs> so just know that regardless of whether we do an episode on Aquaman, you have two and a half hours of deep sea adventures coming your <laughs> way. And if we do see Aquaman, you can just walk to the next theater to see Bumblebee afterwards, dickhead. <laughs> and don't worry, I'm sure Mary Poppins Returns will still be playing. So thanks again. The fact that you didn't for, use this on Benedict, Benedict Bumper notes is the Grinch. Like, shocks and apologies. <laughs> I mean, there's like a 60% chance he'll like it. Hey! Am I wrong? Where's yes, the lie? you're wrong. Where's the lie? Actually, I was thinking, if we do... Uh, <laughs> if, if we do Aquaman, we should do uh, Bumblebee in the same episode. It should just yeah. be a partnership sort of movie. Well, that frees up that golden ticket for something else, buddy. <laughs> it yeah. sure does. I just kind of wanted you to know as you pick movies for me that you can't get out of this and you have to like cut out time of your day to drive to that theater and watch whatever I pick so you know just you know let's be friends here although some real bad revivals sometimes you might want to uh, just keep an eye on that list oh my goodness yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, I, I'm sure I, no theater will be showing a Christmas story in December, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know how busy I am with the work schedule. Oh, anyway, yeah, I know. but lifelines. I mean, that's you can't. <laughs> we you have can't to. Back on them. Now, here's how I get back in Parker's good graces. I assign Integrity. him a good movie that he'll really like. Parker, you like uh, Star Wars movies, right? This is. Okay, this was the inspiration for a lot of Star Wars movies. It's called Hidden City Fortress. City of a Thousand Planets. No, no. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a movie called Hidden Fortress. It's a black and white samurai movie from the 1950s. And, I just fell asleep. What do you say? And uh, <laughs> it's actually really good. Uh, it's it inspired Star Wars, so uh, you know George Lucas likes it. I'm sure you will like it as well. Oh, I will assign you something as well. All right. Chris, we've made it to this almost December, and you still have not watched Mom and Dad. So, can you please fix your shit and watch it for me? Yeah, I fine. need you to watch Selma Blair and Nicolas Cage try and murder their children for me. Okay. I've had enough of this. By the way, uh, Hidden Fortress is. Uh, yeah, I just checked. See, one, two, three, two hours, yeah. twenty minutes. I see two hours. Of course, six it minutes, is. So we're just gonna make it to. Oh, you're good. I Great. That's fair. I'm a, I will turn it off at two hours and six minutes. <laughs> no. Mom and Dad, <laughs> hour twenty-six. We'll make um, okay. All right, all right. Um, just as a reminder, before any more lifelines are used, uh, Chris, you still have four sets of cards, and Parker has three. So, great. Hmm. I just saw that I had abduction written down with the movies <laughs> I assigned. <laughs> my brain's real strong. I'm I'm gonna not use my cards yet because there's always a possibility you assign him something that's just horrendous and that he takes it out on uh, me. Not necessarily. <laughs> Correct. I've got some some good stuff here. I, I'm I'm ready. If he ever assigns me anything really bad, I got one. I'm just gonna send right back at him. It's called a trap card. All right. I've learned about these. <laughs> oh, Yugi boy! You <laughs> figured it out, Yugi boy. <laughs> Okay. Oh, let's, sorry. I read uh, that one. You both have four sets of cards. My mistake. Cards are currently even. Uh, all right. Who goes first for picking teams? Well, you guys want to use any more lifelines? Any, any rigs? Any rats? Anything? Oh yeah, I'd like to use the wee <laughs> oh, rat. Yeah. Thank God, you reminded Jinkies. me. 
wonder what is he going to bring back this time. Weed rat. So Chris, green is the color of weed. It's the color of many yes. other things. Money, yes. the Grinch, yes. and our good friend yes. Piccolo, uh, who no. brought you two Dragon Balls this week. Oh, yes! How many Dragon Balls do I have? Six. Six. <gasps> this is horseshit. Bump, Call bump, Anthony bump. Anderson, because this is a fucking kangaroo horse. <laughs> 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 I hate this game. I hate it so much. Jeez. Uh, wow. Okay. Just rev up that mining uh, Alrighty. <laughs> One through ten, Parker. Pick a number. Six. That's a four. You're good. Oh, Thirty minutes to Chris's pool. All right, good. No more brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> you see, the presents under the tree are like the city of Jerusalem. <laughs> are they, Kirk? It's fine. Thanks again, Joel. God, I forgot some of these fucking lifelines that went out. I love looking at this list. These really are incredible. I can't get over Big Biff. It's, it's a, a big bully. bully. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. In that case, we can. Who, who goes first? Um. So Parker went first in the draft for the the Zemeckis cubes. I, so I guess I, can... I guess Chris, you're up first. <laughs> I'd like to use my Dragon Ball radar. Dragon Ball radar. Famous anuses for three hundred. I will take it. Three hundred famous anuses. That is your seventh Dragon Ball. Cool. Well, that's three Wish for the day, huh? <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's fine. It's so weird. Yeah, it is pretty weird. Pirate teams. Oh, that works. Enjoy the Raiders and the Buccaneers. And the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> the Cats of the Sea. The Cats of the Sea. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the Dolphins? No, do not entertain this idea. <laughs> the dolphins are now officially a cat team. I'm stopping this. No. From now on, we should make bears a cat team. <laughs> I I assume next time I land on uh, uh, space, I'm getting the bears. It, it might be on the board somewhere. Great. Famous anuses for 500. Sure, <laughs> there's nothing. And there it is. <laughs> No, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Selecting the space was good no. for you because you get a choice. You can either have the five bird teams or the five cat teams. Spin the choice. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck it. Fuck this. Oh my god. Birds, whatever. Alright. I don't want two times Jags in my life anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm tired of it. Falcons, Eagles, God, Cardinals, fucking damn it. Ravens, Seahawks. Okay. This is fucking fraudulent. I hate this. <laughs> Speaking of things we hate, I hate John Elway for 500. I hate John Elway for 500. I'll tell you who else hates John Elway right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Times five. Man. <gasps> okay. 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 They're, they're, okay. they're playing the Chargers. Like, that should be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> that was such I a leap to get to there. <laughs> That's good shit. Sometimes I just All flip right, over the space and it's like, how do I tie this together? Oh, well, there we go. Uh. 
Breakable bones for 500. Breakable bones. 500. My Buffalo Bills. And my Cleveland Browns. It's whatever. It's just whatever. I don't. I don't feel anything anymore. <laughs> Chris is gay for five hundred. He sure is. <laughs> oh, that's him. another Dragon Ball. Ah, what? This was supposed to be three. I should open up a store. Well, two. Two what of them weren't on the board. They came from the weed rat. Oh. Oh. That was quite the misconception for me. <laughs> were you just not using your Dragon Ball radar because you thought they were all gone? Yes, clearly. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring attention to it, but now that they're both mine, <laughs> boy, it'd be a real shame if you don't play Silent Hill by December 1st. So this space, kill myself. This space is called Burger Collision. Which oh. means you get Cody Kessler's Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and this whole half hour is just jokes for two people <laughs> and the hipster hulks themselves the chicago bears man i haven't heard that one referenced in a while <laughs> Give me a sec here. <laughs> that is Dragon Ball number eight for Chris. Parker still has five. Four. Four. Yeah, four. Let's go with five. You want to make it five? You're going to use your radar? Yeah, I am going to use my Hot radar. Hot Dads for 100. That sounds about right. Hot Dads, 100. AFC South. Oh, good. Whole division. Jaguars. More opportunities to win. Colts, Texans. Good, I got my Jags times too, anyways. Please don't Serendipitous, really. Alright, last space for you, Chris. Okay, I'll go with Hot Dads for two. Hot Dads, 200. The Green Bay Packers and the Houston Texans. Are you fuck? Whatever. Whatever. Um, Mouth. Me and my Jags will just roll off into the sunset. <laughs> it's fine. You gonna roll off into the sunset with your last space, or? Hey, Hot Dad's 500. Why not? Hot Dad's 500. Still on the board somehow. Oh, that bodes well. Oh, we got here. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> you got the big teams. <laughs> The Giants and the Titans. <laughs> so Jacks times two and Titans times two, huh? That's <laughs> not that bad, all things considered. Disagree. <laughs> now we still got some content banks here. We got plenty of cards. Um, we got any lifelines that might be used defensively like use or offensively. Yeah, uh, Alex, can you tell me the teams I've been assigned again? No, you have. I don't want this. The Raiders. The Buccaneers, the Steelers times five, the Jaguars, the Bears, the Packers, and the Texans. Okay, so here. Da, 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 da. God damn it, God damn it, God damn it. Oh, okay. I would like to utilize oh. my level 100 Charizard. I would okay. like to use it to destroy the Steelers and destroy the Oakland Raiders. 
Okay. So Odds are evens, even, Chris. That's a nine. Oops. Charizard's escaped and flown to park. <laughs> now I'm gonna be honest with you. Don't. I don't know how this works. <laughs> All right. I will. I will pull up that text. Oh, I, I think I actually have it. So it. You can either use it to destroy two of your teams. Uh, double an opponent's multiplier, so you'd want to use it on my Pittsburgh Steelers times five. I'm not falling for that trick of that stupid or, fucking team. Or uh, you make your opponent flip over another space. I don't like any of those. None of my teams are that bad. Don't way. hoard my Charizard. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Let's double it up. I'm not going to not use it. Let's Doubling up the Steelers? Yeah, I'm not going to fucking not use the Charizard. Odds or evens? Evens. When has this ever gone wrong except the one time I did it? That's a seven! Oops. Charizard has escaped and flown Fucking to Chris. Fucking hate. I would God damn <laughs> Chris, would you like to try again? Yes, I would. <laughs> Alright, odds or evens. That's a three! Oops. Charizard has escaped and flown to Parker. <laughs> evens, coward. That's a five! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Evens. Third time's a charm, right? Evens. That's a three. Oops. That's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> Parker. Evens. I will never log off. <laughs> That's a five. <laughs> Oops. Evens. 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 It's gonna happen this time. Evens. That's a 10. You're yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> oh my God, you can't Char make this shit up. Can you? Charles. He hated us both so much. Can't make this up as the only one who can see the screen. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Didn't want it. It's cool. I just left the room and I'm cool down now. I'm totally fine. Everything's cool. Very regular. Let's play a fun game with friends. Okay, tell you what. Let's assign movies. Yeah, you go first. Okay. You go first. Nope. <laughs> Evens. <laughs> No. <laughs> Come on. All right. Okay. All right. Chris has evens. No, what? No, 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 no. I can't just. I redid this. Well, no, you get to go first. It's a oh. four. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I just assumed it was something awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, why why would I assume that? <laughs> my good friends. Okay. Um, let's assign something Parker will enjoy. Parker, you like Star Wars. This is a trick again. I will not fall for it. But you also like the holidays. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. You've never seen it, have you? Sure haven't. Well, I'd like you to tell me about the Star Wars holiday special. Okay. Chris, you have three options. Good news, it's only 98 minutes. Go on, go on. You have three options. There in front of you lie three doors. Each of them have Fred's behind them. There is <laughs> no. Fred the movie. <laughs> no! Freddy got fingered. <laughs> no! And Fred Claus. Open, <laughs> open sesame, motherfucker. Uh, Parker, would you care to entertain an offer here? 
No. No, I'm going to give it to you anyway. So, why not add Drop Dead Fred behind another one of them and make a magical hats instead of doorways? Because <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> magical Monty about Hall this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will not trick me. Damn. Just because you watched a day's worth of Yu-Gi-Oh, you will not one-up me. <laughs> I thought it was a good joke. All right, uh... Uh, blue eyes, white dragon. Attack the middle hat. <laughs> oh, daddy, would you like some sausage? Because it's <laughs> got finger time for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Freddy got fingered. Is it even the barrel? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's probably the best case scenario for this. All right. I really didn't want to see Fred the movie. Uh, I don't blame you. What, yeah, you kind of lucked out. Parker, let's talk about your health. It's do poor. You, do, do you smoke? I might. Because the next movie is smoking. You're watching Son of the Mask. Okay. <laughs> Let me open this list and we can play this fucking game. All right. Say <laughs> like Jamie Kennedy? It yeah. Does. <laughs> and Ben Stein, our boy. Okay, well, since we're gonna be like this, you're a big fan of comedies. A huge fan of comedies. You're a big fan of puppets. I'm also your friend. Big fan of Melissa McCarthy. Uh, oh, was it the happy hey, time buddy? Movies? It sure is. I bet it's hilarious. Oh, guess I bet you laugh multiple <laughs> times because the puppets swear. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. How many hours of Craig Acres can I assign it? <laughs> you have 11 hours and 40 oh, minutes with which to do what geez. you please. Whereas your good friend Chris is down to 2 hours and 40 That's minutes. That's unfortunate. Oh, jeez. How do you see that? like that. Uh, actually, you know, it's cool that we can like just assign people anything. I assigned him a musical album. <clears throat> I assigned him a video game he didn't want to play. I, you know, a whole bunch of things here. So, uh, why not a YouTube video? No, so, okay. It's going to be like this then. Yes, so here we go. Why I hate advertisements. Okay. Um. <laughs> Parker, do you like YouTube personalities? You no. Do. There, uh, there's this gentleman oh God, named... I can't wait to hear about PewDiePie. <laughs> no, I think this oh, guy man, might how be many worse, but he's also moments. European. <laughs> this guy is named Cadicarus. Like Kid Icarus, but spelled Cat Icarus. A heated anti-vaxxing moment. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is only 23 minutes long, oh, and it's God. the top 10 worst things in Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Cool. I'm just going to link it to you on the old Discord. Because on a scale friends. of 1 to 10, how am I going to react to the preview picture? How poorly. I don't remember what the preview picture is. <laughs> I'll be honest. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let me look at it. It's pro. Oh, I hate this guy so much. Give me a second here. I I think it's kind of like. Oh man, how how long is this uh, super Bowsette sixty four thing? <laughs> Only twelve minutes. No, save that one for later. <laughs> Good God, this guy, all he does is upload videos. Oh, 
Oh yeah, you'll really like the YouTube preview picture. Yeah? Yeah. Let me see it. Uh, I have to get the... Cool, 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 cool. Taking me some time here. Why don't you assign me something while I find this on So, you're making me watch a YouTube listicle. Christmas with the Cranks. And Son of the Masca. Yes. Chris, I've come with you to bargain. And Hidden Fortress. Yeah, that's not going to work on me. Now, either you can watch Fred the movie, <laughs> or you can say the full Birds of Prey title to me right now. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. That's good. I like to assign Fred to Night of the Living Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Night of the Living Fred. Oh, now you know you gotta watch the first one, too. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) You're you're running out of hours there, huh, buddy? He's still got plenty of cards. That's a good point. I'd like to trade in three cards. Alright, well, the good news is, for Parker, that there's no more Garfield movies. There's no more Cat in the Hat animated movies. It's going to be a bear movie? Uh, There wasn't a bear movie that... Barely possible. (laughs) Really, really scraping for the bear minimum movie. Fuck off! (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much. However... There, there are a lot of animated, family-friendly CGI movies to choose. I don't want to watch more family-friendly movies. And I've chosen one. Now, the good news is that you're not watching any of the Smurfs movies this week. That is a solemn promise. They are not coming from me. <laughs> now, the bad news They're is you've coming gotta, from Sony. <laughs> you've got to watch a movie with three leads, two of whom are voiced by Justin Long and Jesse McCartney. Because you're going to watch the first Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. <gasps> I'd like to also turn in three cards. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, like Chris, you were directly responsible for this happening. Now, now, Chris, you know, sometimes, despite the fact that we were born in either the same year or roughly the same year. I never remember if you're 90 or 89. I'm 89. <laughs> okay. Um, so roughly the same year, like I said. Yeah. Um... Despite the fact that your upbringing and the things that you liked when you were a kid seem to be extremely different than mine, I think we can all agree that Mean Girls is one of the, the seminal movies of our growing up. Yeah, and I have never seen it, so I can mark oh, this one well, down. Th- well, that's really awkward, because you're going to be watching the sequel. What? <laughs> Cortana, how many Break It On sequels are there? <laughs> There's at least five. Asking for a friend. <laughs> mean Girls 2. <laughs> I hate this. I can't believe this exists. Uh, I also cannot believe it exists because I know literally no one in this movie. It came out in 2011. Whatever. You know, sometimes you just make a sequel well after the fact that totally needs to happen. Yeah, so you just go ahead and sequelize that with another three cards. Okay, Okay. (laughs) because I just found another movie in the Relateds that I'm audible into. (laughs) 
A tough, street-smart private eye is hired by the FBI to go undercover in a college sorority, starring Miley Cyrus. Now You're watching talking. so undercover. What the fuck is that? Mean, wait, so I'm watching... Does that say Jeremy Piven and Mike O'Malley? Oh, yeah. So, wait, there were definitely so which, sex crimes wait, on that set. Which one am I seeing? I'm seeing Mean Girls oh, 2 or... He just turned in more cards. Oh, he... It's a sequel yeah. to my first pick, buddy. Yeah. How, how did you get that many cards? You both have that many yeah, cards. Yeah, you have a ton, buddy. You have like... Oh, you when you say sets more. of cards, I just thought you said uh, four cards. No, uh, I meant sets of cards. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I turn in three, three sets more. Of cards. Parker, Parker's got to see. Sh- Parker's got to see Chipwrecked. I don't want. <laughs> he's got. He's got to watch the squeakle first. Yeah, I can't. I don't want to get left out. <laughs> oh god, I had something good for him. What was it? Oh, you didn't. Oh god. Oh, what? Hold on. I'm just scrambling through my notes. Oh, oh, that's right. Because oh. I almost gave this to Chris, but I think. Uh, I think you'll appreciate it a little more. I bet. Spy Kids all the time in the world. That's the not fourth one. You know. You know. I haven't seen the other ones. <laughs> Directed by Robert Rodriguez and starring Jessica Alba, Ricky Gervais, and Antonio Banderas. Oh, that means it'll be good. <sighs> well, Robert Rodriguez only makes good movies, so like, mm-hmm. you're in the clear there. Three more. Three more? <laughs> See, like I said, there were some good movies in this. Run on cards, Chris. Chris, since uh, since you had such an appreciation of Unhinged Nicholas Cage, you're gonna watch Snake Eyes. That's not fucking fair. What is this? You have to watch Snake Eyes. I have to watch Spy Kids four. He already has two bad movies for me. Not that that has anything to do with the. You gave me three hundred two earlier. I have more than two bad movies. You know what? That's you know you're right, Parker. This is totally unfair. Go ahead, do it, Alex. I would like to trade in three more, and please give him a good movie. Oh God, what do I want to make him watch? I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I'm so upset at this game. <laughs> Great, it's always good. Can't wait. You're actually gonna watch a movie that I like, but I'm pretty sure you haven't seen. I haven't seen it in a while, but uh, high school me fucking loved this movie. And I th- if I remember correctly from seeing it fairly recently, it holds up. You're going to watch Suicide Kings. Ooh. Probably better than Suicide Squad. It's going to be my That's fucking nickname. That's a low bar to clear. Now, Suicide Kings is a movie about a bunch of dudes that kidnap a mob boss, played by Christopher Walken, and are hopelessly incompetent in it. All right. I'm in. And in this movie are Jay Moore, Dennis Leary, and the guy from The Big Bang Theory. Man, that's a lot that you just said there. That's a yeah. lot to unpack. Oh, Sean Patrick Flannery's in this too. I forgot that. God. Does that say Frank Madrano and Brad Garrett play characters named Heckle and Jekyll? <laughs> okay, is is that it for us, or are we? Uh... It's up yeah. to you guys. That's already. Okay, it's already like too many movies. Yeah. Um, okay, Parker, you said you had something in mind for us. Well, there's nothing really in theaters. And at this time of year, we need to watch things that we're thankful for. Whom amongst us wants to watch Speed this week? Oh, yes. dude. Yeah. This guy does. Because this guy wants to watch Speed real bad. And also Speed 2. 
Uh, if I can fit it amongst the chipmunks and the cranks <laughs> and the, all the time in the world, which I do not have. I have very limited time in the world, but that's fine. Oh, Mr. Important over here. Yeah, <laughs> this fucking retail job that's draining my life away. God, it sure would be a shame if your puzzle box was full of the three Alvin and the Chipmunk sequels. Oh. Anyone else feel that chill go down their spine there? <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> oh. Alright, bad news, abduction. You'll have to wait for another week. <laughs> okay. How are there four of these? Four what? Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Look. There are these things called children, and they'll watch whatever their parents take I them I hate to. them. I hate children. Why would a parent subject themselves to having to watch the fucking chipmunk voice for two hours? <laughs> well, I know how much you appreciate the effort that parents make. <laughs> <laughs> Selfish bastards. <laughs> a room full of little Hitlers laughing at the chipmunks. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cock your head to the side and said I'm angry Five days since you laughed at me Saying get back together, come back and see me Three days in the living room I realized it's all my fault but couldn't tell you Yesterday you'd forgiven me But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry Hold it now I'll watch the hood wink Cause I make you stop think You'll think you're looking at Aquaman I summon fish to the dish Although I like the shelly Swiss I like the sushi Cause it's never touched a frying pan Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes Speak like Leanne rhymes Because I'm all about value Bert Camper's got the mad hits You try to match wits You try to hold me but I bust through Gonna make a break and take a bake I like a sink and they can shake I like vanilla It's the finest of the flavors Gonna see the jokers And you'll know the vertigo is gonna go Cause it's so dangerous You'll have to sign a waiver Can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad Trying hard not to smile though I feel bad I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral Can't understand what I mean Well you soon will I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve I have a history of taking off my shirt It's been one week since you looked at me Threw your arms in the air and said you're crazy Five days since you tackled me I still got the reference on both my knees It's been three days since the afternoon You realize it's not my fault, but a moment too soon Yesterday you'd forgiven me And now I'll sit back and wait till you say you're sorry